Hey everybody, it's Lon Seibin. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, and I thought we would check in on my brother one week after we got his Starlink satellite dish installed, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I also got a bunch of questions from you on that video that we're going to try to answer in this one as well, so let's get to it. Now, just in case you missed it, we shot a really fun video up in Worcester, Vermont, uh, which is where my brother runs a maple syrup farm called Rugged Ridge Forest. And he was really struggling to market his business properly because he had horrible upstream bandwidth. So he bought a dish from Starlink and we got him going in that video. So definitely check it out in the video description. And I wanted to bring Josh on to see how it's been working over the last week because a lot of you had questions about whether or not the weather would impact things. And a lot of you were also curious as to how he was going to permanently mount the dish. And we're going to cover all of that in the interview here. Now, you're going to see a little indicator on screen while we're talking. And that is the quality of the network connection between Josh and me here in the studio. Josh's interview, of course, is being transmitted through Starlink back to us here uh, in Connecticut. So you'll get a feel for how well you can do a video call. Now, Josh can only transmit 480p video out of his phone, so that's why we didn't have a higher resolution. But a few weeks ago, we did do a conference call with somebody on Starlink at 720p, so you could definitely up the resolution given the amount of bandwidth you have going upstream, which is about 15 to 20 megabits per second. You're also going to see some latency numbers on screen, and those are not network latency numbers. That's just some stuff that my video system is using to process the video as it comes in. So ignore the latency, but check out the bandwidth, and you can see how consistent the call was in the interview, which we're going to start right now. All right, joining me now is my brother Josh from Worcester, Vermont, and he's calling us from space, sort of. His uh, dish is transmitting up to uh, the Starlink satellites and back down to us. Uh, Josh, how's it been working? So you've had some weather, right? You've had some snow, some overcast days. Everyone's asking, does this thing work in the bad weather? How is it? I have to say, I've been extremely impressed so far. It's worked 100% as advertised. Um, Usually in northern Vermont, the snow moves in on a warm front. So when the snow snow is falling, it's usually, you know, 15 to 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, And when that happens, the dish has no no trouble at all melting snow. Uh, On the really cold days, we've had down to negative 15. We might get as low as negative 30 Fahrenheit. Um, On days like that, um, it's really bluebird skies and there's no snow to speak of. So I don't think it's going to have any trouble melting snow. and It's not a concern of mine, really. And uh, it's been behaving excellently. Right now we're overcast, and I think your viewers can – get a read on what we're able to, to commune uh, in this weather. And the weather hasn't affected it. I've been amazed. Yeah, and, and I think it's going to get better the next time I come up there because we're going to do a network makeover for your, uh, for your facility there because one of the things that I noticed was that your, your local equipment is getting a little bit on the older side. Um, so all those reboots and everything else that you've had to do, I think we can, we can fix that. So that'll be uh, maybe an upcoming episode, and uh, we'll come back and visit you when maybe it's a little bit warmer. <laughs> but we'll get that, we'll get that, that going. That is true. The issues I've had have been having to reset the routers a couple times, mainly because, as you said, the infrastructure is just outdated and wired by a Luddite. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it working to its max, I think, sooner or later. The good news is that the, the wiring is good. It's the topology we have to work on. And, I'll, and we'll come up there. Maybe I'll bring a friend of mine up who, who uh, specializes in this stuff. We'll get you Wi-Fi outside. We'll get the whole thing going. The good news is, is that, you know, before I could never get in, get, on, get in touch with you because if you were not in your house right next to the router and the DSL was working, you know, I couldn't 
make it get a message to you. Now I'm like hearing from you all the time. So I think there's there's definitely an improvement. Now you put this thing on the roof now, right? So let's let's take a look. What's it looking like? All right, so I'm a little bit crazy with my design features. I threw a little uh, cupola slash lounge area in the top of the house, which gives me excellent access to the roof. Um, the roof unit that I built myself, so this is a standing seam roof. And the best part about a standing seam roof is that there are no perforations through the roof. Uh, so I built a little cedar wood uh, jig, if you will, that slides up under the ridge cap and sits on the pans. So it's yeah, not actually down just a little bit so we can get a better roof. look at it. There you oh, go. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yep. Thank you. Um, yeah, so basically there's two pieces, uh, three pieces of cedar actually. I kind of made a three-legged tripod. Uh, the cedar slides up the pan and goes under the ridge cap. So high wind wouldn't be able to lift it off. Um, and then it's all just screwed to itself. I actually glued it and screwed it just because I like to overkill things. But um, there are no screws going into the roof, and I actually hung off of it when I mounted it and made sure it was safe. So you really put yourself into that one. <laughs> you got to slit off the roof. Yeah, so the, uh, yeah. and, and it looks like the dish, you know, obviously the dish doesn't point straight up. So that that's helping with the snow melt too. So it looks like it, it's been okay. And I think we're, you did that last week because we're uh, on Sunday now and you did this last Sunday and it's been fine ever since you put it up, right? Absolutely. We've had two little storms, two excuses to plow, probably four to six inches tops each. And, um, you know, it has had no trouble getting snow off of itself every time I'm looking up at it and just marveling at it. And uh, even during those heavy snowfall uh, occurrences, I've had no interruptions. You know, if the snow is really coming down hard, I'll usually take that as an excuse to hop into the house or the office and get my paperwork done. And um, it, it hasn't been an issue. It really hasn't. And then overall, the network quality, has it been, has it been better um, since we put this in versus the DSL? Yeah, I actually, uh, so I do a lot of, uh, in the dark ages, I used to do a lot of uh, Facebook Messenger because it would work over Wi-Fi, cellular, or whatever else. I have been having better success at VOIP calling, which has been really convenient because oftentimes if I'm dealing with another business or a vendor, they're not going to have Facebook Messenger or want to entertain that sort of thing. So uh, right. I've been talking with my bottle supplier out in Las Vegas and, you know, oftentimes, I would be apologizing for dropped calls in the past, but recently, uh, you know, we've had good conversations, good clarity, and uh, and my phone rings when it should, which um, <laughs> I can't always say. Over DSL, a VOIP call was often more than it could handle. So, so after a week, you'd say it's been it's worth the investment here because you, you spent you know five hundred bucks on the dish. You're going to be spending a hundred bucks on service, but it's better than what you had. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, a tenfold improvement. And as you said, when my network is improved, uh, I foresee, um, you know, it's going to feel two or three times better from there. Because again, all the issues that I have been having, a little bit of nuisance, uh, router crashing, um, and, and that's just me kind of overloading my, my poor network and my outdated system. Uh, and so, you know, we're on the cusp of the golden age here. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun, I think, when we come out there, because you've got, you know, you've got a you know, fairly compact compound, but you've got different structures. Uh, you do have some wiring running already, so you know we're, I think we're going to have some fun trying to trying to get all that to work. And then the the upload speed for me, I think, is probably the biggest uh, the biggest improvement for what what you needed there because you as you said during our video that you couldn't really tell your story because you couldn't upload anything all that compelling. Um, so how, how has the upload been this week? 
It's been good. It's been good. Um, we've actually, you know, you've inspired us a little bit uh, to tell our story via YouTube a little bit. And so we've shot a couple videos or a few minutes of video that we were going to hope to edit. And uh, the phone was just automatically putting it on the cloud. And we were sending it up at 4K, you know, getting a little greedy right out of the gate, wanting to test the limits. And the <laughs> right. 4K, I think, uh, was a little bit sluggish to upload. But uh, the standard, uh, I believe they call it an HDR, probably like a 720 um video of quality or maybe even a 1080 regardless those have been able to upload uh half decently uh at a, at a pace that's acceptable um without overloading the rest of the system but yeah, so otherwise that, again uh, go ahead everything's yeah, going i was to say that you know the video that we shot on on your campus we was we i think when that was done about it was that was 4k about you know 16 17 minutes that was about i think six gigabytes to upload um so you know you've definitely got a faster connection um, but you know, still 20 megabits is 20 megabits. It'll take, you know, good, better part of an hour to get that up. But, but it looks like from the 1080p and the 720p stuff, it should go up a lot quicker for you. Yeah. And I do find that if I do overburden my poor network, these old Asus routers, uh, oftentimes they'll kind of be the weakest link in the chain that gives first. Uh, I, I think that the Starlink has really surpassed my immediate expectations. And it sounds like when you get up here and update my network, uh, I'm going to be, Digital. You'd be ready to go. And then, you know, we hooked you up. Um, so so you, you actually finished up the completion of the network here because I, I got your routers all decombobulated as best I could while I was up there. Um, but, but you kind of completed the circuit here. So you plugged it in and did, did it need to do anything or it just came up? Uh, it, it was as easy as I could have hoped it to be. Um, you, you know, left me with good instructions as far as what to plug in where. I think I really only had to connect one wire that uh, Elon hadn't already connected for us. Um, but yeah, you know, it was kind of hairy. I was out there on the roof, the snow was falling and I was just excited to do it. And uh, I set my little jig up and, you know, scooched out kicking snow off the roof as I went. And um, as soon as I set it in place, came back inside, fed it through the hole I drilled in the wall. Um, next thing you know, I'm looking out the window and I, I think I actually sent you a video where if you're patient, you can catch it finding satellites for the first time out. But um, Again, you know, the product that they provided us with was, you know, Ludite proof, as I have proven. And uh, the quality of the service that it offers is, you know, I've actually been getting feedback from people in my community uh, because we were actually trying to get fiber brought out to little old Worcester. And it even became a case of, you know, a tale of two cities in a town of 400 people where people who lived on the big thoroughfare might get that um fiber optic network, but the people who lived off on the outskirts weren't going to get it. And uh, I, I really think this is going to be a um, concern. I, I have pretty good access. I have pretty good sun. You can see the sky all around for me. We are in a mountainous area. And so um, maybe there are some people whose house has a few more trees around it who might have a little bit more trouble finding that sweet spot. But to be perfectly honest with you, it really wants clarity above it. So I, I think if you go to the center of most roofs, uh, oh, look at this, I got another order just now as we speak. Um, <laughs> if you were to hop onto uh, most roofs and looked up, uh, I believe that you're gonna be able to find enough uh, sky to get the Starlink. Yeah, that's what that really fascinated me about, about when you picked me up. So you picked me up at the airport that was close to Montpelier and on the way down, because I'm a nerd now that looks at all the wires on the poles, and there was fiber all over the place, you know, through Montpelier, and then right when you got out of, like, the city proper, it was just gone, right? Like, there's just no infrastructure at all. 
Um, so it, it's, um, it's great that I think uh, this has been working really well for you up there. And it sounds like uh, the orders are coming in and, and you're able to fulfill them and there's less frustration, which is good as a small business owner, right? Absolutely. And I really want to thank all of your viewers and everybody who stumbled across in their uh, search to study Starlink, uh, who saw our video and placed an order. Uh, it's felt like the holidays all over again, and I really appreciate that surge of support. Uh, it's been a lot of fun packing orders for you all. Uh, it's also been interesting to see. Uh, I use a lot of Google AdWords when I'm targeting uh, customers outside of my immediate network, and those people are looking for maple syrup, so they're usually buying quarts and gallons. And it's been interesting to see all of you people who have you know, shared a kind word about having seen me on LAN TV or uh, you know, enjoyed the video, uh, but also your buying habits is more of an impulse buy. And that's a cool thing to see as well. It's been about 90% of the sample orders because I think you folks weren't thinking maple syrup when you clicked on the Starlink vid and uh, decided to support us. And it's been really cool to see. And I hope that you all enjoy the syrup that you get, determine which grade you like the best. And I hope that you'll let us be your syrup people for uh, years to come. So Excellent. Thank you well, again. I know a lot of people wrote in saying they, they haven't, haven't really had like real Vermont maple syrup before. Um, so for a lot of folks, this is their, their first experience with it. So I hope, uh, hope it all goes well. I know my, my kids have it every morning. It's delicious. So I love it too. So, uh, great. Well, I'm we glad everything's, a, uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Oh, we just had a French toast Valentine's day brunch. So the cobbler's son does not go barefoot in this house. Uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, put a little in your coffee, put a little on the toast, put a little in the steak marinade cause it, it doesn't hurt anything. Great. Well, Josh, thank you for having us come up there. Thanks for buying Starlink so I, so I, I could do this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what we'll do is um, we'll come back up. We're going to get your network redone at some point in the near future. So we got to start planning for that. Uh, and the other thing I think people would love to see is, is your process from start to finish, uh, maybe on a YouTube channel because you got the bandwidth now. Um, because you're about to begin that, that annual ritual of, of taking that, that sap down from the trees and bringing it to the, uh, to the sugar house there. So we'd love to see it. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a YouTube channel of our own. I don't know if it'll ever uh, compete with Lon.TV, but uh, it, it has been exciting to see that, that form of storytelling. And we do have a short documentary on our website about our process. So if you are curious, uh, just a, a five-minute overview of everything that we do, head on over to ruggedridgeforest.com, and uh, that video is right on the homepage. And it'll give you a taste of uh, what we're all about. But um, Thank you all so much again for your support. And thank you, Lon. You're uh, an awesome brother to have. Uh, it's so great having, you know, a sibling that's so smart and ahead of the curve. And my whole life you've been teaching me cool, cool stuff. And, uh, and it's been awesome. You know, we really, I, I don't know if I have as much to offer you, but it's been a blessing to have such a resource in the family. And uh, I do appreciate you taking the time on Lon.TV to give me the opportunity to tell my story to your viewers. Well well, thank you, Josh. And, and first of all, I think I think you know a lot more about some stuff than I than, than me because uh, I I could get your network hooked up, but I certainly am not going to build your house for you like you built it for yourself. So everything on that property, Josh pretty much built with his own hands. So he's got uh, some some mad carpentry skills that I could never dream of having. So the next time you're in town, you can fix all the little projects that Melissa has for me around the house because if I do them, it's going to be bad. So, well, Josh, uh, looks like the call was able to hold up. We've been on the phone together for about a half hour, forty five minutes here. We just had one little dropout in the middle of the interview, but it was just very brief. And uh, other than that, it's been uh, rock solid, just like it would be on a cable modem connection up there. So good stuff. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to get you all uh, rigged up with modern networking gear next. That's going to be a fun project. So we'll hopefully see you soon. Sounds good. Bring the nieces, stay a little longer, and uh, I'll make breakfast. All right. We will uh, take you up on that. And uh, love you, brother. We'll see you soon. Love you too, bro. See ya.
Now, I did get a bunch of other questions from you all, which I wanted to answer here in this video as well. So let's take a look at some of those. Uh, this first one came in from Brett Pate, uh, who is wondering if there are any data caps with the Starlink service. And the answer is not at the moment. Now, the answer to this question we found on the official Starlink FAQ. It's a little barren at the moment, but definitely bookmark the link because I'm sure they'll be adding to it in the future. And it's important to note the phrase they used to answer the question, which was to say, at this time, there are no data caps. But I do believe that sometime in the future, there probably will be. Uh, just given the nature of the service and some of the limitations of the satellite infrastructure that they're running with. And I think as more subscribers come online, we might start to see uh, that uh, policy change a bit. Now, they are participating in the federal rural broadband program where the federal government here in the U.S. will pay SpaceX and Starlink to uh, subsidize their rollout. And if the Starlink folks are applying in the above baseline category or the gigabit category for the service level that they're offering, they can do a data cap, but they have to provide at least two terabytes of data throughput per month before they start charging for extra bandwidth. Uh, so we'll have to see what they end up doing, but I suspect that if there is a cap, it'll be at least two terabytes, if not more, to stay compliant with the FCC rules. And you can see that link down here on screen. Now, this next question I got from a lot of folks, which was whether or not you could use the dish in an RV or a mobile setting. And unfortunately, right now, the answer to that question is no. Uh, this is the answer that Starlink provided on their official FAQ. They said that the satellites are scheduled to send internet down to all users within a designated area on the ground, and they call that a cell. And you are dish is assigned to a specific single cell. So you can move around within the bounds of that cell, but you can't go beyond it, which means that it will not work for an RV or a boat or a tractor trailer or something like that. And if you want more information about how this is working, they briefly talked about it on a launch video that they did a few months back. And I'm guessing that as the beta program continues here and they get more satellites up, these cells will expand, there will be more of them, and perhaps there can be some way to move between them. But right now it looks like they've got pretty much the minimally viable product in orbit right now and things are very much limited as to where they can provide service on the ground. Although I imagine that once the full constellation is in orbit, I think it'll become a much more mobile service. But for right now, you're limited uh, to your cell there on the ground. Uh, related to this, people were wondering, can you change your service address? And it looks like you'll probably have to contact support to find out if the place you're moving to has an active cell. If it doesn't, likely the answer to that question is no. So if you are looking to get this, uh, you're not going anywhere with it just yet, even though the dish is actually pretty portable and very easy to use. Now, a lot of you, myself included, were curious as to whether or not you have a publicly accessible IP uh, on your Starlink dish that you could use to host servers on. Uh, so for example, uh, Wayne Tech here was wondering about a VPN server. Uh, some other folks were wondering if you could do a port forward to some other kind of server on your network. And unfortunately, the answer to that question is no. And that's because Starlink is using something called carrier-grade NAT, or network address translation, which does not allow you to host your own servers very easily. There are ways that you can do it with a lot of stuff, 
Um, but if you're looking to just do a simple port forward like you can do with your cable modem, that's not happening here with Starlink. So if you wanted to set up a VPN connection, for example, you would probably have the person on Starlink dial out uh, as a client to your VPN server, and then you could access their network that way. But you can't host the server on the Starlink network, unfortunately. So if you're looking to do that, you're not going to do it very easily with Starlink, although, again, there are probably ways you can go through proxies to make it work. Now, this last question is in regards to the minimum length of service. Can you go month to month with this thing, or do you have to commit to some length of time? And it looks as though it is very much a month to month product at the moment. So if you wanted to use it for two months at your vacation home, you could do that and then cancel when you leave. But I do think you might have to get back in line if you wanted to re-enable the service at some point in the future, especially if your cell on the ground was very crowded. And again, it looks like there are some geographic limitations that they're struggling with in the early days of the service here. So don't expect the service to come back as quickly as you canceled it uh, down the road. But I am planning to get myself a Starlink dish. And it's funny, the day that we posted that video, I just went on the website and checked my address like I do every couple of weeks. And sure enough, I was in a spot that could get it, sort of. Uh, I was able to put down a deposit for a dish, and they said I would get one at some point this year. And it looks as though they've opened up deposits for most of the United States at this point, and I think other parts of the world that they're currently operating in as well. So if you go to Starlink.com, put in your email address and your physical service address, uh, they will check their map, and if you're eligible, you'll be able to put the deposit down now and get the dish sometime in the next year or two. And this operates very much the same way that Tesla operates. You make a deposit, and then at some point you get a car. And in this case, you'll be getting the dish when it's ready. Uh, so you put $99 down today, then the dish arrives at some point in the future. And I'm going to get it just as a backup because I do have good service now from Comcast. I got that fiber optic gigabit pro that we had to fight for, uh, but that's been working fine. However, I live pretty much in the forest, and there is about six miles of forest between me and the place my fiber optic cable is connected to. So if a tree goes down anywhere along that way, I could lose service for a week or more, which happens on a pretty frequent basis here. So I'm going to get the Starlink dish to back that connection up. And so my plan would be that I would turn it on when I lose service and then turn it off uh, after service is restored. And hopefully that is a doable scenario. Uh, we'll see. But I'll, at a minimum, I'll keep it for a month just to do some more tests and answer more of your questions because it is going to be uh, moving from north to south insofar as service availability is concerned. And because I'm in Connecticut, I am farther up north than I think most of you watching are. Uh, so I should be able to uh, do some fun stuff with that dish when it's available to me, and then I'll cancel the service and then hope not to have to re-enable it again. Uh, but if we do have an inevitable storm here that takes out a bunch of trees, I'll have an option that's better than sitting in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot on the other side of town to upload videos. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be getting a Starlink dish here, and we'll be able to do more tests with that. Uh, but in the interim, we'll be able to visit Josh and uh, see how things are working up there for him. So I want to this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. 
Thank you all for the great questions and for watching our video last week. Uh, typically, my videos don't do as well in the first week as this one did. A lot of you tuned in. I greatly appreciate that. And I know Josh is very appreciative of everyone who ordered some syrup from him as well. Uh, so all in a great uh, success. And I thank you all for your support as always. And on that topic, I want to thank our Super Chatters this week. Uh, these folks contributed during one of my live streams. They include Carol uh, Chermazinski, Eric's Variety Channel, Toys Are For Boys, and Brett Wetzel. And we also got some new supporters here on the channel. Uh, Bill Hishon subscribed via the YouTube membership program and Jay Smith 5015 subscribed via Floatplane. I want to thank everyone who supported the channel this week and everyone who's been supporting the channel on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis too because all of those things of course equal channel growth and we've had a, a great year here so far. If you want to help the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. Uh, again, we also support Floatplane and Patreon and the YouTube membership program as well. So any place that you want to be, we are there. And in addition to this channel, I've got a bunch of other places where you can find me, including the podcast, which is an audio version of this show if you wanted to listen on the road. And then we also have my Amazon page there at the bottom at lon.tv slash shop. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to follow me there because I'm trying to build myself up to 2,000 followers on the Amazon side. We do a lot of live streaming there in addition to streaming here as well. Uh, if you want to engage with the channel, we've got my very infrequent email list at lon.tv email. We've got the Facebook group and we've got the store where I sell previously used items. And I'm about to go through my inventory again and try to get rid of more stuff. And if you want to get notified when we add more stuff to the store, we have a special email alert set up there. If you go to lon.tv slash store alert, you'll get an email every time I add something to the store. That is going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the lon.tv supporters, including Gold Level supporters Brian Parker, Jim Peter, Tom Albrecht, Frank Lewandowski, Mark Bollinger, and Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.